Good morning and welcome, Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, and our toll-free number 800-951-0592, the website at allamericangold.com. And welcome to Monday uh, as we're wrapping up June, uh, just a couple of announcements uh we will be closed next monday uh for fourth of july uh the uh both offices will be closed in colorado here in arizona will reopen on tuesday jason and i will not uh be back matter of fact the patriot office in colorado uh is going to be pretty much closed starting wednesday right jason yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, I'm trying to I'm trying to work everything out, to everything ready for for this uh, this, this uh, weekend holiday. So I'll I'll, we'll be, I'll be ready, Joe. I'll we'll have more details about everything uh, by tomorrow because I'm trying to get guest hosts on all the shows and everything to to, to cover for right, Joe. But, but the Patriot Office will be closed. Oh yes, the Patriot Office uh, starting Wednesday, I guess, and then uh, probably through into next week in Colorado. Yeah, Wednesday to Wednesday. So just. Uh, uh, just a quick update there, and the reason is simply Jason's taking some vacation, uh, well-deserved. So uh, it is uh, the summer of the vacation after two years of lockdowns. But, man, I tell you what, vacations are not cheap, and they're not getting any cheaper. Uh, airlines canceling thousands of flights. I wonder, you know, the airlines over the weekend, they blame the FAA but shouldn't there be something in place, at least I think, where if, if the airline is canceling thousands of flights because they don't have enough workers, shouldn't there be some recourse for all of us that book flights? But, you know, the airline industry, let's face it, uh, I don't know that uh, outside of banks, has any industry been bailed out more than the airline industry? They've almost nationalized the airline industry, Joe. I mean, let's face it. Uh, it's it's kind of like going into a prison when you, <laughs> you have to be checked and strip searched and everything just to get onto a plane. So it's uh, it, it's been nationalized in a lot of ways, Joe. So uh, it doesn't surprise me. And, and you know what? Uh, there's a shortages because, uh, you know, all those airline employees, that, uh, on top of everything else, they want to take vacations too, right? Right. Yeah, well, you know, like like everybody else. Uh, by the way, Russia now is in, technically has defaulted, uh, they, they, they were in this great, the 30 day grace period. Of course, Russia has the money to pay, uh, this, this particular, uh, bond payment. I want to say a total of a hundred million dollars. So not, you know, kind of funny, a hundred million dollars, a lot of money, but not really, right? I mean, not, not really, uh, but, uh, the United States has uh, blocked Russia, has put them into a technical default uh, this morning. Jason, they said Russia can't sell any gold uh, on, on the uh, on the national side of things. I don't know how much gold they sold. Uh, it may impact uh, the physical gold markets uh, because obviously Russia, a major gold producer. Uh, if less metals make its way to the vaults in London, right? And did they default, or were they not allowed to pay? I mean, we were uh, t- right. Yeah, what's <laughs> you know the the right? I mean, 
it's one of those things where, you know, to Jason's point, we, we just said, hey, we're not going to let you pay, force it into default. It's going to be interesting because Russia has, uh, I want to say, it's somewhere like two to three billion dollars of interest payments that, that are coming due over the coming months. Uh, so, so it's going to be interesting to see. And again, this is really, they're calling it a default. But, but to Jason's point, uh, we're not letting them pay. I wish my bank would say, yeah, stop sending me mortgage payments. We don't want to collect anymore. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> you know, uh, I guess in one respect, that's kind of what's happening, right, Joe? You know, there's uh, all those uh, payouts last uh, during coronavirus, all that free money that spiked the inflation. There was a whole lot of don't don't pay us anything, right? I guess there was a lot of that for a little while. Yeah, exactly. And uh, maybe maybe it's a student loan thing, right? Maybe the, that uh, the they're just in a little forbearance for a while. Uh, but we're going to have to see how all that plays out when we get back today. So a couple things we're going to talk about uh, on this show this morning. Uh, we're going to talk about the derivatives on the bank's balance sheets, specifically uh, the world's, well, the nation's largest bank, J.P. Morgan. Remember last week, the Federal Reserve released the results of the quote-unquote latest stress test. What a joke. This is another thing that came out of the financial crisis. Oh, hey, we're going to, you know, run these scenarios and, and determine whether the banks are, are safe or not. Uh, of course, all of them passed. But J.P. Morgan and Bank of America uh, posted the lowest passing scores. And it, it kind of makes sense because they got the biggest pile of derivatives. Uh, so we're going to talk about that and a new bill that is that would mandate that the Federal Reserve, I guess this would be adding to the Federal Reserve's mandates, to promote racial and economic justice. And and I'm not surprised by this. I am a firm believer when that digital currency comes in, Jason, a bunch of this stuff's going to be in there. The digital currency means a whole lot of changes, Joe, and then more than just what you're saying, obviously. But it's uh, it's it's really it's it's the end of freedom. I mean, what little freedom we got? How much how much how much more will be stolen when that digital currency rolls on through? I, I just heard the news break coming to the show. I mean, these big banks are buying up the uh, crypto uh, exchanges, aren't they, Joe? I guess that is that a good thing. Well, they're buying up the assets of yep. these exchanges. We'll see. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Patriot Radio News Hour. Joe and Jason here on this Monday, and and we've been warning for months and months and months about making sure you don't have unneeded money in your bank accounts. Uh, because as we know, okay, here's where we're at. Just like we told you, inflation way, way, way hotter. By the way, uh, last week we told you the average car loan hit a new all-time record high. This morning, I'm going to tell you, guess what? New cars, the they price keeps rising. New all-time record high median price for uh, a new car. Rents. Holy crap, did they jump. Uh, so, again, these inflation numbers, uh, rents, 
new all-time record high. I mean, we're saying it over and over and over again. And the Fed is, you know, if you want to believe Jay Powell, the most important thing is they've got to get this inflation back under control, which means exactly what Jason and I have been telling you, we're heading to recession. And we're seeing layoffs, right? Uh, J.P. Morgan, uh, the latest in the housing sector, right, so, uh, laying off uh, in their mortgage units. But I bring it up because now you're going to find out what I've been trying to get across to you since they passed Dodd-Frank. I remember Dodd-Frank commonly the too-big-to-fail book. One of the things in one of the problems, it's not one of it, it is the problem. The Fed has lived on easy money really since uh, the end of inflation in the early 80s. They've been done nothing but create money out of thin air, they've done nothing but continually flood the market every time there's a hiccup, every time there's a slowdown, every time there's a recession or a crisis or a bursting of a bubble. They just flood the markets with money. Some of it we see. A lot of it we don't see. And today, we're going to focus in on the don't see part. And the reason being, because when the, when, the, when the financial crisis hit, it was a failure of the money we don't see that caused all the problems. Well, Wall Street on parade is nailing it again. J.P. Morgan's derivatives book. This is one bank. Just wait till you hear the numbers. One bank. They said that they increased their derivatives book by $14 trillion in the first quarter of this year alone. So think about this. Jason, as we as we start getting eerily close to the next crisis, uh, at a point where, right, remember, inflation was already way out of control, and the you know the Federal Reserve was just got, starting to do things. They increase their derivatives book by fourteen trillion. But here's what's nuts: J.P. Morgan's derivative book, just one bank, is now greater than sixty trillion dollars. That's like. Almost three years of all of the United States GDP. Uh, th- that's more than the national debt by double, right, Jason? I mean, it- it's it's an astronomical amount of money. Well, remember, we played that Glenn Beck piece several months ago, and uh, the FOIA request uh, showing that there was $29 trillion in give-outs, you know, instead of $5 trillion back in the, uh, the, the 08 housing crash. And uh, I think J.P. Morgan got a big piece of that one, you know, at the same time like Japan was getting $3.7 trillion and so on and so on, right? They just gave money to everything. They, they fixed the entire system by just printing and giving it out and then uh, buying themselves a decade to, to get to where we're at today, Joe. 
This is how dangerous it is. Think about I mean, it was at $45 trillion at the end of December. They let this bank increase its derivatives book by 25% in 90 days. You can see the recklessness of all of this. And, of course, you know, where's Dodd-Frank? Uh, where's the stress test uh, that that's saying that this is going to be such a, a wonderful idea? Of course, it's not existent. And here's the problem so with, with, with all of these books. And, and J.P. Moore, listen, they're not alone. Bank of America's probably got a fifty trillion uh, book. Citigroup's probably got fifty trillion. Mm-hmm. Wells Fargo's probably got forty trillion. Goldman's probably got forty trillion. Right? The list just goes on and on and on. But the second there's a an issue of non-payment, what has to happen is banks have to raise money. That makes sense. Everybody can understand that. Any of you that have actually been to the bank, the banks don't have any money. As a lot of you find out when you think you're just going to walk into your bank and say, hey, uh, I got a couple hundred grand in there. Give me 20 grand. See what happens. They're going to laugh at you. Oh, you, want, you want cash? Well, what do you want cash for? What are you going to use that for? Besides all the questions... Uh, the next thing they're going to tell you is, well, can you come back next week? But the the issue really is, as non-payments start happening, banks need to raise money. And when that happens, they need to sell their bonds, their debt. Right to raise money, and this is where these derivatives come in. Because what the banks do with these derivatives, just to give you an idea of what the, and again, all of this was created under Alan Greenspan in the late nineties. This is all new stuff. They decided, hey, it's not a good idea to hold Joe Schmuckatelli's mortgage. That, that's that's risky. Because he could default. So what they said would be better is, hey, let's take that mortgage and let's chop it up into a hundred pieces. And you know what we'll do? We'll take 10,000 other mortgages and we'll do the same thing. Chop it all up. And then we'll put it, just think about it like a salad, Right? They just start chopping up stuff and throwing it in there. And then what do they do? They mix it all up. And then they, they, they quote, securitize it and say, well, see, now we've got this derivative on our balance sheet. And it, it holds a little bit of 10,000 different mortgages all over the place. Not just in Phoenix, but in California, and New Mexico, and Colorado, New York, you name it. The problem is, as we learned during the financial crisis, when the bank needs to raise that money and they start to sell these derivatives, 
they've got a problem because these derivatives are marked as 100%. Every bank. Every bank says, oh no, all of these are good. Then all of a sudden they go to sell it. And they're only offered, let's just say, 90 cents on the dollar, which would be a good, you know, let's face it, if, they, if, 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 an, if it's a little shaky, 90% on the dollar isn't bad. We know in bankruptcies a lot of time you get 10 cents or 20 cents on the dollar. Some cases you get none. But let's just say they got 90 cents on the dollar. Here's the problem with that. They've got a 60 trillion dollar balance sheet so if they got 90 cents let's say but all of a sudden the bank is like well wait a minute we need to come up with 600 billion dollars because all of our derivatives got to be repriced at this 90 cents and literally they go insolvent overnight. This is what happened to Lehman. This is what happened to Bear Stearns. They needed to raise money. They went to sell the derivatives and when they got the bid for what the derivatives, somebody would be willing to pay, when they rebalanced their whole book, they were bankrupt. And like I said, 90 cents, no one gets 90 cents. Could you imagine if they got offered 50 cents? J.P. Morgan would be like, we've got a $30 trillion loss, Jason. Well, which is why they have to have bailouts, right? That's what happened in 2008. You know, the, you know, the assets were worth nothing. Everybody was selling. Nobody was buying, right? And uh, I'll go back to that piece. I'm an idiot. I'm yeah. an idiot. By the way, $60 trillion, 90 cents. That's a $6 trillion <laughs> loss. $6 right. trillion at $0.90. Cents. They don't have the money. Do nope. you not get it? Do you understand why this system is going to go away? Yep. yep. Think about it for just a second. J.P. Morgan can't take a six. They, listen, they can't take a six hundred billion dollar hit. More or less six trillion, Jason. Yeah, that's right. I mean, we we throw down some big numbers, but uh, when it comes down to the the actual. You know, real assets and, and and the real flow of money. The numbers are a little smaller, Joe. And those, uh, it doesn't take as many billions to really uh, t- turn something into a, a loser and, and bankrupt. Like you said, Bear Stearns or uh, Lehman Brothers, they just uh, they just fell apart overnight, right? Well, and again, well, they they said they fell apart. They fell apart overnight. It t- yeah, it took time, but it, it all at it, once, it, right? Listen, it was gradual. It's happening now. And what I'm letting you understand is not only did they not fix it, look at what they're doing right before the next crisis starts. They loaded up the mega banks with massive derivatives again. Overwhelming amounts. And like I said, the second one of these banks needs to sell to raise money because they've got all these debts that people, all these debts that people didn't make payments on. As soon as that sell happens, all of the bank's books got to be repriced. So it's not even just J.P. Morgan. 
Bank of America's got to reprice their book. Citigroup's got to reprice their book. Lehman's got to reprice because all of their derivatives are priced perfectly. It's kind of like student loan debt on the on on, on our uh, government's balance sheet. They have this ridiculous premise. Oh yeah, they're all going to get paid back in full, right? Ridiculous. Uh, the very same thing, but but don't worry because they did a stress test, Jason, and they all passed. Apparently, in the stress test of the Federal Reserve, because they're so smart, uh, this is never going to happen. I mean, it just happened 15 years ago, but apparently today, Jason, it's not going to happen. Yeah, well, you know, when the bailouts happened for the uh, 2008 housing crash, they... uh they paid all their CEOs a whole bunch of big bonuses, and they kept the rest of it, and they didn't loan any of it out. It, it didn't help anything, did it, Joe? And then I saw this little nugget. H.R. 2543. So think about where we've been in the last, I don't know, say 90 days. Where the, we kind of, well, we're studying digital currency to, oh my God, we need a digital currency to be able to maintain our stand, uh, status globally. And now HR 2543. What is it and what does it mean next? 800-951-0592. And this is exactly how I would imagine people that have financial problems, uh, when they give up. And they just pretend, ah, I'm just not going to, I'm just not going to open my mail, right? I'm not going to open the credit card bills. I'm not going to open uh, the late payment bills. And I'm just not going to answer my phone, right? I'm going to ignore all the phone calls. $60 trillion. And need I remind everybody, they added... 25% of that in the first 90 days of this year. That is a huge red flag. Huge. Just a 1% reduction is a loss of $600 billion. 10%, 6000000000000 trillion. Here's the problem. The bank doesn't have $600 billion. Doesn't have an extra six hundred billion, more or less six trillion. And of course, all of us know at the next crash, we know that all of these debts are going to need to be repriced. Jason and I continue to warn you about the banks because there is no bailout; it's bail-ins. And here's the problem. With all of you that have more money than they think you need. Hey, we're going to borrow that. Here's a, Don't worry, though. Here's some bonds. You can't sell them, but, you know, maybe later. I've, I've said it a thousand times. That's the law. But now, here comes H.R. 2543. And, of course, H.R. 2543 would expand the Federal Reserve's existing dual mandate. So if you've ever listened to the Fed, they'll tell you they've got two jobs. 
One is full employment. Now, that one is a newer one. That one got added. I don't know how many decades ago that one got added, and I'm uh, unfortunately too lazy today to look it up. But the one that they've always had, price stability. And this is the one that they're breaking right now. And remember, after the last financial crisis, the central bank with Ben Bernanke and Janet Yellen came up with this brilliant plan to say, hey, we just want 2% inflation. That's our target. And we're going to base everything, every economic decision we ever make based on that number. Now, of course, think about what that really means to all of us. Hey, we want to devalue the money in your wallet by 2% every year. For all of you that leave a uh, hundred grand, 50 grand, 200 grand, a million, whatever the number, 20 million, you leave that money sitting in the bank, we want to devalue it by 2% a year. So every 10 years, we want you to lose 20% of your wealth. Unless you risk it. That's what they want you to do, risk it. Of course, fast forward to today. Right? And look how bad the number is. But you got to remember, what happened? In 2009, in 2010, 2011, 2012, 2015, 2017, 2018, they kept saying, oh, inflation's below our target, inflation's below our target, inflation's below our target. And they kept blowing, because it was below target, they said that it was okay to keep creating debt, keep printing money out of thin air. It's been argued by me, it's been argued by guys like Glenn Beck and, and Peter Schiff and all these other guys that when the reset comes, they're going to use this as a way, especially now in the, this new movement, to quote-unquote fix the latest issue, which is H.R. 2543, wanting to add to the Fed's dual mandate of stable pricing, full employment, and add racial and economic justice in borrowing, in housing, and in lending. Yeah, you heard me right. What does that mean? economic justice well quite frankly it simply means I'm going to take away and let's call it what it is from white males I'm going to take away from white males and we are going to give it to everybody else who doesn't have anything right it's re distribution of wealth and Jason I've, I've said this from the beginning this is going to happen at that economic reset I can almost guarantee it right right Joe I mean uh, when it comes to the the average person down here you know the, the the guy that works for a living and pays the bills and buys you know, buys the house with a mortgage and has the car loan 
there's there's different levels of of uh, people that are on government assistance to people that are kind of well off and doing good. And uh, yeah, the powers that be with with a, a crumbling monetary system, they're, they're going to want to just push everybody down to the same level. You know, they don't really care if you're earning a hundred thousand or if you're earning twenty thousand a year. They'll they'll make it fair, right? It's all about being fair, right, Joe? Everyone has to have the same, you know. Except they don't talk about themselves, right? They don't talk about where they're at. So they got a system in place, and they're going to have digital money, and they'll have all the power to control where it goes and how it goes. And uh, Joe, why do I get the feeling that uh, you, if you're a higher earner, that uh, you have to pay more to this thing? And yeah, and, and what it's going to be, you'll get less. That's right. So we can give more to somebody else. Uh, that that's exactly. Listen, I'm just telling you right now. The more you have in the bank, the more you're risking uh, of giving it to somebody else, because that is really at the end of the day their goal. And to Jason's point, right? They they want to put ninety nine percent of us in the same bucket right what did you call it? uh lords and peasants or what that's what, right something like that lords right? and pe- lords and peasants uh, that's that's what the that's all there was uh, during the uh, the dark ages you had lords and peasants and uh, th- there's a good reason for that because when the roman empire fell apart they no longer could defend all of this vast area that they controlled so if you were in the northern european area and here comes the the German hordes uh, into your your neighborhood. That's why all those castles were there. The lords built a castle and a moat. And then here comes the enemy, Joe. Well, the peasants had to come into that castle and defend the lord's property while everything else gets decimated. And this went on for years and years, and it went on for centuries, Joe. And we're headed for lords and peasants. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. And uh, don't worry. You know, HR twenty five forty three wanting to expand uh, uh, expand the Fed's mandate to include uh, promoting racial and economic justice. Apparently, it's been an injustice to live and, and have the opportunity to to live in the uh, the, the most wealthiest nation. On the face of, of the earth. At one point, we were. I mean, now we're the largest debtor nation on the face of the earth. But obviously, uh, the United States has been an uh, 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 the land of opportunity. Apparently, Jason, it was. It really wasn't. It was loaded with this ridiculous farce again, needing to label people as victims. It doesn't work. It doesn't lead us to prosperity this is the equivalent just to, to here's what they want to do with your money think about it this way okay well you're in a classroom with uh, with 30 other students and you've got you know four or five kids right they're the a students then you got you know 10 kids 12 kids that they're, they're the b students then you got another Ten kids that are they're, they're the C students, and then you got the others, you know, the D's and the F's. They simply want to take money away from you A and B guys and give it to the D and F's. So that way, you know, in their mind, hey, you can all just be C's, right? And let's face it, C's, right? You're you're not going to cause too much problems because well you don't have any money 
you got enough to, you know, pay your rent, and, and you can make the car payment, uh, but, but at the end of the month, you've got nothing left. And, and Jason, what they want to do is take from those that, hey, you, pr- you prospered. You didn't play the victim. You did what was necessary to advance uh, in your careers and be able to provide for your families. And your reward for that when we do the new reset, because you've got to remember the old reset. The old reset, the financial crisis of 08. Well, the government bailed it out. The Fed, we, we found out, what, 12 years later, how much the Fed really pumped into the banking system. It was hundreds of trillions of dollars. When you want to know why we've got this horrible inflation today, that's why. They've set it up now. And expect this to happen. Expect them to say, you know what, I I see here that, oh, you got it couple hundred thousand dollars in the bank. I've had it there for five, ten years. You obviously don't need it. So you know what? I tell you what, out of the kindness of our hearts, because you know, the bank went under and and, and it's a bailout. You know, we're not gonna take all your money. Now, don't worry. We're gonna give you twenty grand. Because you know you've had two hundred grand in there for, for five years. So you obviously don't need it. We give you twenty. You can have access to that. The other hundred eighty thousand, we're you know we're not we're going to give you this bond. Somewhere later, maybe we're going to be able to help you out. And then what they're going to do is use that money. So what? Pay the the debts that the bank owes, and then of course the central bank, the Federal Reserve, where all the new accounts are going to be held, they're going to be out there handing out rewards. To all the DNFs. Right? Hey, we're going to give you extra credits in your account. And of course, you're going to get 20,000 credits, but the other 180,000, you're not going to have access to. And of course, Jason, when's the best time to have access to large quantities of money? It's when things crash, right? Yep. Yeah, that's want to be able to buy those things. They're going to make sure that you can't. They're going to make sure they're they're going to take you from an A and a B and bring you right down to C, Jason. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've seen Robert Kiyosaki in the last couple of years waiting for this big crash. He's like, well, it's it's going to be bad for a lot of people, but for me, it's going to be great for me. He's like, his, you know, he's, he's the author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and he, if you understand how to operate inside a debt money system, and you're able to uh, monetize and service your debt, you can just keep on piling up the debt as long as your assets you're buying the debt with pay more than your interest. Uh, personally, for the average guy, Joe, it's, it's a hard thing to do because you just uh, borrow some money and put it into, into Bitcoin, and suddenly you're out of everything, right? Well, and again, you know, Kiyosaki, he's really warning of just – uh, exactly what what I've been talking about, you know, saying, "Hey, uh, inflation's going to be the great big wipeout here," and 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 I'm going to tell you right now, the, this is how the rules are written, whether you like them or not. Uh, no, there was no vote in Congress. Now, Congress voted for too big to fail, 
But the SEC, on the heels of that, came in and said, well, we got some new rules. Uh, number one, and again, they used the word emergency. Anytime we deem there's an emergency, we're going to lock up all your accounts. Oh. Your money market accounts. Wow, that's nice. Your stock trading <laughs> accounts. Your 401ks, your IRAs, your bank accounts. And you're going to be forced to sit there and watch your money get cremated and not being able to do anything about it. 800-951-0592. Jason and I, were coming right back. I've got, this is a, a very small special. I don't, normally don't like to run uh, specials this small, but it, it's too good of an opportunity uh, we've got 30 $20 gold pieces, and uh, we've got some here in Phoenix. Uh, we got them in Colorado. They're sitting here. They're live. It's all about price. So right now, you know, go online. Uh, we're $2,160 uh, today. Throw that out the window. $2,095. We've only got Thirty of them. First come, first serve. You can buy one. You can buy five. You can buy them all. Uh, but but Jason, this is where you want to have a bunch of your assets so you keep it away from thousand new IRS agents. They've got them in place for a reason, Jason. Yeah, this is a great place to go, Joe. There's uh, there's all kinds of turbulence in the markets. There's a lot of people that are, I mean, the fear is thick with uh, what, what's going to happen in the next few months. And uh, I've, I've said it again, I'll say it again and again. The customers that buy gold and silver from Patriot uh, are the most relaxed and confident people I've ever dealt with. They're, 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 they don't have the concerns that the average guy has, Joe, because they know that if the times get tough, they have something to, to save them and, and get them down to that to the point where you know it's not always doom and gloom, and it's not the economy's not always completely destroyed. But if you have to sell off some of that gold to pay your way through some of those tough times, you got it. It's better than not having it, Joe. I don't know when we've been below twenty one hundred dollars, two thousand ninety five. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's it's an incredible be, price, Joe. That's got to be either the lowest or near the lowest, maybe the lowest since COVID starts. So two years uh, going here. Uh, somewhere in that vicinity, uh, 800-951-0592. Let me say one thing about the ones that are in Colorado. They're pretty nice looking. Just, I'll just say that. Uh, I'm not going to say if they're uncirculated, but they are They are nice. These are some of the ones that are in Colorado. So if you're a Colorado guy that you're going to be picking up here, uh, you may want to jump on. Hey, don't quick. act like the Phoenix ones are ugly. I'm not going to say that, but I'm just letting Colorado oh, know. Oh, I see. Your 20s are better than my <laughs> 20s. No, that's not true, Phoenix. I didn't say that. That's I just, not true. I just said Colorado's nice. I didn't say anything derogatory about Arizona's gold. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> but if you want to buy those, pick them up today or tomorrow, by the way. If, you want, if you're in a rush to get them, I, I can maybe meet with you tomorrow. But then uh, you got to wait till July 11th. That's... Yeah. Going to be the next so the, Yeah, the Colorado office, the Patriot office, will be closed starting uh, Wednesday of this week. Uh, won't reopen to what Ju- July 11th or July 12th. Yes. Uh, so J- Jason's going to get some well-deserved time off. Uh, the Phoenix o- office is is open and operating normally uh, during uh, that time. 
$20 gold, the lowest price in years, $2,095 until they're gone. 